That, of course, is the legendary Nina Simone, who was born February 21st, 1933, 90 years ago. She died 20 years ago in 2003. That, of course, is her singing, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. Her version is evocative. It's heartbreaking. It's heart-wrenching. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I had intended to talk about Nina Simone on February 21st. In fact, she knew Malcolm X. She knew him very well. They were neighbors. But I figured I'll save Nina for Friday, which I did. Nina Simone was revolutionary, if you know what a revolutionary is. I don't think she ever set out to be a revolutionary. She was a classically trained pianist. But because of the color of her skin, she was denied entry into a school for piano. Here it is. The six of eight children born from a poor family in Tyra, Tehran, North Carolina. Simone initially aspired to be a concert pianist. With the help of a few supporters in her hometown, she enrolled in the Juilliard School of Music in New York City. She then applied for a scholarship to study at the Curtis Institute of Music in Philadelphia, where despite a well-received audition... She was denied admission, which she attributed to racism. In 2003, just days before her death, the Institute awarded her an honorary degree. Mic drop. We're going to talk about Nina Simone. I figure I'd do the intro of the Dr. Zeus film podcast. There is a wonderful documentary on Nina Simone called What Happened, Miss Simone? It was nominated for an Academy Award. The legacy of Nina Simone is one of great pain, great joy, highs, and lows. Like I said, she never set out to be a revolutionary, to be a protest singer. But she put out Mississippi Goddamn after the murder of Medgar Evers and the four little girls at that bombing in the 1960s. She felt that as an artist, she had to say something. And she did with her music. And so tonight, here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, where I talk about film and music and revolution. We're going to talk about Miss Nina Simone on what would have been her 90th birthday. She still lives in the music. Everyone from Maynard James Keenan of Tool is a fan to Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. LL Cool J named one of his daughters. After Nina Simone. The work of Nina Simone is legendary.
But that version, everyone has done that version of Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. Her version is the most evocative, emotional. It's there. In 2018, she was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And her surviving younger brother accepted her award. So stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. We're going to talk about a true rebel, Miss Nina Simone. S'il vous plaît. The name of this tune is Mississippi Goddamn. And I mean every word of it. Let me keep the fire. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Tonight we celebrate Nina Simone. Nina Simone has inspired so many different artists. It's been said that when she recorded Mississippi Goddamn and the radio wouldn't play it. And so she played it live and she meant every word of it, as she says in the intro. Because she felt, as an artist, especially during the 1960s, that she had to say something. Everyone else was singing about love, and Nina Simone said, No, as an artist, I'm going to sing what is going on. She was born Eunice Kathleen Wayman, February 21st, 1933, in Tyron, North Carolina. And she died April 21st. 2003 at the age of 70 she would have been 90 years old she was a pianist a composer an activist a singer a songwriter a mother a wife yeah she had many many battles both on the stage and off the stage huh to make a living Simone started playing piano at a nightclub in Atlantic City. She changed her name to Nina Simone to disguise herself from family members, having chosen to play the devil's music, or so-called cocktail piano. She was told, told in the nightclub that she would have to sing to her own accompaniment, 
which effectively launched her career as a jazz vocalist. Now, that name, Nina Simone, she chose. Now, there was a very famous French actress. And uh, that's where Nina Simone got the name. She got it from Academy Award winner. I don't know if she ever met her. Also, Nina Simone liked to sing in French. And it was fitting that she would name herself after an Academy Award winning French actress. None other than Simone Songret. I think I said it wrong or right. Let's see if I said it wrong. Let's see if I said it right. She was a two-time Academy Award nom nominee. She won the Oscar. Simone Signoret. That is who Nina Simone named herself after. Her stage name. And from there, she was up and running. Huh. Yes. Demonstrating a talent with the piano, she performed at a local church. Her concert debut, a classical recital, was given when she was 12. Simone later said that during this performance, her parents, who had taken seats in the front row, were forced to move to the back of the hall to make way for white people. She said that she refused to play until her parents were moved back to the front and that the incident contributed to her later involvement in the civil rights movement. Simone's music teacher helped establish a special fund to pay for education. Subsequently, a local fund was set up to assist her continued education. With the help of the scholarship money, she was able to attend Allen High School for Girls in Asheville, North Carolina. And from there, yes. She took private piano lessons with Vladimir Sokorov, a professor at Curtis, but never could reapply due to the fact that at that time, the Curtis Institute did not accept students over 21. She took a job as a photographer's assistant, but also found work as an accompanist at Arlene Smith's vocal studio and taught piano from her home in Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, you look at this long career, never won a Grammy. You know, each time she was nominated, she lost to Aretha. Yep. Yep. You know, it's like, like Aretha, at least, you know, give some back. <sighs> oh, my God. Um. A uh, music critic once wrote, Simone's music is still relevant today. It didn't adhere to the ephemeral trends. It isn't a relic of a bygone era. Her vocal delivery and technical skills as a pianist dazzle. And her emotional performances have a visceral impact. Dr. Maya Angelou wrote in 1970, She is loved or feared, adored or disliked. Yeah. 
but few who have met her music or glimpsed her soul react with moderation. Yep. Now, it, we have to state, you know, in the 1980s, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. She was known for her outbursts and her temper. She actually fired a gun at a record executive who stole money from her because she actually said she tried to kill him. Singer-songwriter Janice Ian, a one-time friend of Simone's, related in her autobiography, Society's Child, two instances to illustrate Simone's volatility. One incident in which she forced a shoe store cashier at gunpoint to take back a pair of sandals she already had worn, and another in which Simone demanded a royalty payment from Ian herself at his exchange for having recorded one of Ian's songs, and then ripped a payphone out of its wall when she refused. Damn, that's hardcore. But it is Nina the singer that we remember. I mean, from Elton John, these are the people that were influenced by Nina Simone, Aretha Franklin, Adele, David Bowie, Boy George, Emil Sandy, Anthony and the Johnsons, Diane Reeves, Sade, Janis Joplin, Nick Cave, Van Morrison, yeah, Talib Kweli, Most Def, Lena Horne, Bono, John Legend, yeah, Cat Power, Blakey Lee, Peter Gabriel, Maynard James Keenan, Mary J. Blige, Fantasia Barino, Lauren Hill, Alicia Keys, Lana Del Rey, Jose Air, Matt Bellamy, Ian McKay, Jeff Buckley, John Lennon cited Simone's version of I Put a Spell on You as a source of inspiration for the Beatles' song, Michelle. An American singer, Michelle Indegiocello, released her own tribute album, Por An Ame Souvenir, a dedication to Nina Simone in 2012. Nina Simone crossed many boundaries with her music, with her politics, and we are all grateful for it. What a long, long career. From 1959 all the way to her final release in 1993. Like I said, Nina Simone, that's, that's not just music. That's emotion. That's a way of life. And she rebelled against all establishments. All establishments. And in uh, 2015, What Happened, Miss Simone, was released to Netflix. And it went on to receive an Academy Award nomination. And since this is a film podcast and a music podcast, I want to play for it. I want to play for you. It's been a long day. <laughs> I'm tired. I want to play for you the trailer of this very visceral, heartbreaking, magnificent film portrait of, of an artist who was hit with so many roadblocks. When you're an artist and you are hit with a brick wall, and what does she do rather than go around it? She either climbs it or with her music, she busts through it. 
the way she sang, the way she played piano, every word that she sang, she meant it. Whether she was singing, don't let me be misunderstood, feeling good, work song, Sinner Man, which is one of my favorites, Mississippi Goddamn, Nemi, Tiki, Kite, Pass. I put a spell on you. For women, wild is the wind. I loves you, Porgy. Nina Simone was one of a kind because nobody sounded like her. Nobody played like her. She put all of her fury, her emotion, her anger, her love, her passion into her music. And it was felt. And if you go and listen to Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood versus all the other versions out there, you're going to hear something that is raw, visceral, heartbreaking, because she means it. When she says, I want a soul, I am a soul whose intentions are good. Oh, Lord, don't let me be misunderstood. And she's playing piano on that. It's only Nina Simone could do. So here is the clip from What Happened, Miss Simone. I'm going to tell you who I am these days. It's to sing a song. We'll start from the beginning. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. My mother was one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Shine in the sky, you know how I feel. When she was performing, she was an anomaly. She was brilliant. She was loved. And I'm feeling. Her voice was totally different from anybody else. Let me listen to it again. How is she doing this? She was one of those musicians. You hear them once. Next time you hear me say, oh, that's that same one I heard last week. People think that when she went out on stage, she became Nina Simone. My mother was Nina Simone 24-7. And that's where it became a problem. Everything fell apart. She was a revolutionary. She found a purpose for the stage. I choose to reflect the times and the situations in which I find myself. I can even be an artist and not reflect the times. There was something easy to her. When the show ended, she was alone, full of anger and rage. I have to live with Nina, and that is so difficult. Nina was fighting demons. She could get violent. Hey, girl, sit down. The change in her would be dramatic. Boom, like a switch. Sit down. As fragile as she was strong as vulnerable as she was dynamic. Most people are afraid to be as honest as she lived. I had a couple of times on stage when I really felt pain. It's Nina Simone. Nina Simone. Nina Simone. She was a genius. She was brilliant. But she paid a huge price. It's available on Netflix. It's uh, powerful as Nina Simone herself was. But all powerful performers do pay a price. They pay a price 
with their health, their mentality, their soul. She was steeped in realism. She was steeped in the movement that she was living in. In uh, 2018, Nina Simone was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Even her family were stunned, but they accepted this posthumous honor. At that point, she had been gone for a long time. And this year, she's, she, this is the 20th anniversary of her death. And we're talking about her. I don't think we will ever stop talking about Nina Simone. The first time I heard that name, Nina Simone, I thought, who is that? It was the name itself is grand. It's regal. It's powerful. And she knew what she was doing. That name fit her like a glove. So when you say Nina Simone, people are like, whoo! Yeah. Even rock and rollers, rock and rollers loved her. And that's what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is about, the influence. Dolly Parton found that out, being a country artist, that it's about the influence, the ripple effect that you have on people. And so... Yes, her brother was like this. She was a jazz pianist. But then they start to understand that she was a revolutionary. That she was a protest artist. So she belonged into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If Miles Davis is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, then so be it. Miss Nina Simone deserves to be in there. Hello. My name is Samuel Wayman. That is Eunice Wayman. Everything that Mary J. Bly just said is true. I can endorse that because I am her brother. I'm going to tell you a couple of stories. They said I only had three minutes. I said, no, I don't. I'm going to take as much time as is necessary for, to say what I need to say. First of all, giving honor to the Almighty for being here. And I want to say thank you, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, for inducting her into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It is the oddest thing for you inductor because Nina Simone, Eunice Wayman, is a nonconformist. She's a non-traditionalist, as I am. When I look at her, I see my sister, but when I also look at her, I see an enormous classical pianist. That woman can play. And I remember a story don't worry, I'm going to take my time telling this. Don't rush me off the stage. Bon Jovi, thank you. Love you, man. To all the artists who were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you deserve it. We are musicians. I am an organist. 
And when she was playing uh, uh, that blues while ago, I wish I had my Hammond B3, boy. If I had my Hammond B3 with the pedals, I would just, oh, never mind. But I'm going to tell you a story. Nina lived in France. And she used to call everybody about 3.30 in the morning. And she called me one morning and she said, and whenever she called me, she always played my album in the background. By the way, I have to give you a little, a little history. Nina and I both played the piano when we were three. My mother had me when she was 52. I have a 96-year-old brother still alive, a 94-year-old brother still alive, and an 78-year-old sister still alive. And I am 74. Nina took lessons from a lady named Mrs. Mazinovich. She was a German lady. And I, told my, and I took lessons from the same lady. And I told my mother, you know, I went to Germany yesterday. She said, how you do that? I said, well, Mrs. Mazzy is German. That's the closest thing I've ever been to Germany in my life. And this was in North Carolina. Nina called me one day and she said, Sam, you know, when, when, when siblings talk to each other, you can tell if something is wrong. And she called me, and I, and I heard something in her voice. And she talks like this, hello, Sam. It's Nina. I said, hello, Eunice. Whenever, <laughs> whenever I called her Eunice, it was as if daddy had spoken because I remind her of her daddy, who was tall, lanky, and thin like me. And I said, what's the matter? And there was this long pause. I said, Eunice, what's the problem? What's the matter? And she said, Sam, if I hand you the torch, will you take it? And I paused and I said, yes. She said, I was hoping you would say that. I knew you would say that. Now, you have to understand my background. I'm old school, civil rights. I marched with Martin Luther King. I sang at Martin Luther King's funeral. I went to jail with Martin Luther King and I Robert Matthew and Jesse Jackson in Philadelphia during the poster strike. We marched in Cairo, Illinois, Philadelphia, Mississippi. The goon squads, the tanks, the German shepherd dogs, the water hoses, I got marks on my back. I'm a survivor and I'm still here. So that's Sam Wyman or Wayman talking about his sister. Nina Simone. Oh my goodness. This artist who transcends because she was a nonconformist. She was. And um we start from the beginning. Wanted to find the Mississippi goddamn because that's a moment. That's a that's a power right there. And, um, oh my goodness. <laughs> Only 
Nina Simone could sing that song. She had the power. She had the grace. She had the rebellion in her to be so angry, rightfully so, about what was going on. That she wrote Mississippi Goddamn. I think I have a clip of it. I could talk about Miss Simone for hours. But we have, uh, you know, we have a show to finish. Um, mm. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm tired, but at the same time, you can't help but be moved by her story. Um. Um, in 1993, Nina Simone settled uh, in a southern uh, province of France. In the same year, her final album, A Single Woman, was released. She variously contended that she married or had a love affair with a ter- Tunisian around this time, but their relationship ended it because uh, his family didn't want him to move to France. And France didn't want him because he's a North African. During a 1998 performance in New York... She announced, if you're going to come see me again, you've got to come to France because I'm not coming back. She suffered from breast cancer for several years before she died in her sleep at her home in Carrie la Route on April 21st, 2003. Her Catholic funeral services at the local parish were attended by singers Miriam Macabra, Patti LaBelle, poet Sonia Sanchez, actors Ozzie Davis, 
Ossie Davis and Ruby D, and hundreds of others. Simone's ashes were scattered in several African countries. Her daughter, Lisa Celestrot, is an actress and singer who took the stage named Simone, who has appeared on Broadway in Aida. Hmm. Beyond the civil rights movement. Simone's social commentary was not limited to the civil rights movement. A song for women exposed the Eurocentric appearance standards imposed on black women in America as it explored the internalized dilemma of beauty as experienced between four black women with skin tones ranging from light to dark. She explains in her autobiography, I Put a Spell on You, that the purpose of the song was to inspire black women to define beauty and identify for themselves without the influence of social societal impositions. Shardine Taylor Stone has noted that beyond the politics of beauty, the song has also describes the stereotypical roles that many black women have historically been restricted to the mammy, the tragic mulatto, the sex worker and the angry black woman. Mm. Her performance style was legendary, from blues to gospel to jazz to folk. The fact that she sang in French only intensified her performances. Think about that. Not many singers at her the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame sang in French. Oh my goodness. In the Netherlands, 2002, they named a street after her as Nina Simone Street. She had lived there from 1988 to 1990. Yeah. Nina Simone is one of those singers that... You just have to listen to. From Mississippi, goddamn, I mean. And Sinnerman. Sinnerman has been featured prominent, prominently in many films, including the film about Harriet Tubman, called Harriet, directed by Casey Lemons. When I heard Sinnerman in it, I went, oh, yeah. That's, that's, if, if Harriet Tubman had lived to see films and to see and witness Nina Simone, she probably would have wept. <sighs> Nemi, I can't even say it. Nina says it better. I love when she sings in French. It makes me want to learn French. But don't let me be misunderstood. That is a song. Yes. It's truly a standard. If you listen to it. And just let it guide you. 
Yes. I don't want to talk too much over it because it's it's Nina Simone. This is the best part. And that's so powerful, the way she does that. In the 60s, Aretha was the queen of soul. And Nina Simone was the high priestess of soul. The queen and the high priestess. Yeah. In fact, Nina did sing, I think, uh, what did she sing? A couple of Aretha songs. And I think later Aretha sang some of Nina's songs. Both played piano very, very well. In a perfect world, you can have both. But we don't live in a perfect world. And you know how people like to choose sides. Some people like Nina. Some people like Aretha. I like them both. There are so many songs that I could talk about. But I think I've talked about them all. I urge you to listen to the music, watch the documentary, What Happened to Miss Simone, and immerse yourself into an artist who was a nonconformist. She was a true rebel, and she had to be, because all her life, the odds are stacked up against her and she always went through those brick walls. But over time, things happened and she suffered for her art. And that's where we arrive at this 90th birthday. What would have been her 90th birthday on February 21st? Now, I wanted to mention that Miss Simone knew Malcolm X and they were neighbors and she was heartbroken by his assassination. And so she performed Mississippi Goddamn, not just for Medgar Evers, who had also been assassinated, but Malcolm X, as well as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. The civil rights movement If you think about that, that was 60, 50 years ago. Not 100 years ago, like some people think. It's still, those wounds are still very fresh. The fact that we are still talking about race, we're still talking about racism, inequality in 2023, 90 years after the birth of Nina Simone, she would be pissed. She would be pissed. Not just by people who are sampling her music, because I don't think she liked that. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, money, money, but I don't think she liked it. Um, but uh, the fact that we still are so divided as a human race 
and at the same time not understanding what it means to be a person of color in the United States. Not just the world, but in the United States. And she knew. And she paid a price for it. If you think of the civil rights movement and you think of those who were brought down by bullets, by scandal, it unfortunately was Nina Simone bearing the weight of that world on her shoulders. The performances, the anger, being confrontational with people on stage and off stage to the point where her own daughter said it became a problem. To being diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which I think a little of it is attributed to what she had to endure as a woman, as a black woman, as a performer, as a civil rights activist, as an artist, as a leader, not just of a movement, but of her own life. You know, you are handed the keys to this life. You are in control. And what happened to her was horrible. She did not have a happy ending. Nor did the men that she loved and saluted in the song, Mississippi Goddamn. Because that's for them. That's for what happened. All the murder and bloodshed during the civil rights movement. <sighs> and um, here we are. It's Black History Month. It's almost the end of the month. It's a short, short month. And to talk about a woman who was so extraordinary, gifted, troubled. I don't want to focus on the fact that she was troubled because I think in this society we tend to judge people based upon that. Not realizing that they really needed someone to talk to. That they needed that outlet. I think the fact that she had stopped recording I think only intensified her illness. If she'd probably still been recording, she you think about it, the catharsis that a performer has, especially in those times of tragedy and the and of you know, she's facing her own mortality, which she would ultimately die of breast cancer in two thousand and three. 20 years ago. 20 years ago was a very, very divided world. And it still is a divided world. And she left right in the midst of that storm. It was a weird, weird time. And so, here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, usually I would say unpleasant dreams. But tonight, I honor... Miss Nina Simone, whose career is powerful, heartbreaking, joyous, uplifting, illuminating what she could do with the piano 
And then the voice, you know, not many pianists can sing. And she could. And she did it so brilliantly. And she wrote those songs. I think Wild is the Wind. I would play it, but I don't want to. Because just talking to all of you about this magnificent artist who has influenced so many people. That's the beauty of standards and jazz. The intimacy, the emotion. That is America's music. We gave birth to jazz. And the world took it into its bosom. From Sweden to England. To South America. Saudi Arabia. Spain. France. Jazz transcends. Planting the seeds for many, many artists to take up jazz, to play the instrumentation, to sing in that style. Whether it's the blues or jazz, you put it together and you have Nina Simone. Good night. Mm -hmm.